we are to receive the word of God. Verses 19 through 21 this morning. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. We are to receive the word of God with submission. Um, remember the, the context here. Uh, it's the word of truth, the engrafted word of God. And it says, wherefore, in verse 19. And listen, we are to continually submit to the word of God, allowing to do its divine work in and through our lives. Uh, submission. 2 Timothy 3.16. I'm going to remind you of a few, few things this morning. All scripture is by, given by inspiration of God. Look what it says. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished, Unto all good works. So God is trying to do a work through his word in us. Uh, he, he desires, he, he didn't give us the word so that we could just do nothing with it. It's profitable Amen. for doctrine, what we ought to believe, to reprove us, to correct us, to instruct us. Uh, the word of God is profitable. And it says that there in, in 2 Timothy, it says that we might be perfect or complete. And it says here, truly furnished. And it's that the idea there is that we're fully equipped. Uh, that, that is one of the purposes of God's word is that we might be fully equipped for the work to do. Um, and <clears throat> so with those things in mind, it says here, we must be swift to hear. Uh, are you swift to hear? Uh, listen, I'm not. Uh, my wife pointed that out this week. I, and, and sometimes we laugh about it and it's funny, but we were having a conversation and I was responding to her before she even finished talking. Uh, and and I, so I, we, laughed, we even laughed at the time of that, but it really hit home, you know, as you prepare to teach a lesson, right? You know, it's like, wow, the Bible's real and, and it's applicable in our lives. Uh, Justin, shut up. Listen to what your wife has to say. How much more important when it's the word of God? Uh, but we ought to be swift to hear. It means prompt or ready to hear. Uh, don't be so quick to give a response. Listen, when the word of God is preached, and maybe it's not what was convenient for you, what you wanted, don't respond right away. Continue to listen. Be swift to hear, ready to hear. Uh, let God continue to work it through his word and the Holy Spirit in your life before you respond to that convicting thought that was preached or taught from the word of God or that you read in your devotional time. Uh, be swift to hear. Uh, we are to be careful listeners so we receive the message. Uh, listen, I wasn't receiving my wife's message completely the other day because I was ready to respond. How oftentimes when God speaks to us, we kind of want to, we, we kind of make some assumptions on what God's trying to do in our lives, and so we respond in a certain way. Uh, we need to be careful about that. <clears throat> be very careful that we are swift to hear. We are to continually submit to the Word of God, allowing it to do its divine work. You can't continually submit if you're not listening and waiting to hear and being swift to hear. 
Acts 17.11 says this, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. And so the idea of receiving it in readiness, in cheerfulness or willingness, uh, what willingness to do what the word of God is saying. Uh, they received it with a readiness. Uh, they were ready to do this. We are ready to receive uh, we are ready to receive the word with a willingness to obey it. Like those in, there in uh, Acts chapter 17. Uh, sometimes we receive it and we're not really ready. We're not willing. Uh, we're not receiving it cheerfully. Uh, listen, it's not blindly obeying the preacher. Uh, we're talking about receiving the word of God and being ready to receive it. Uh, we are to take every opportunity to hear the word preached and taught. Uh, a readiness to do so. Are, are we submitting ourselves to the preaching of God's word on a regular basis? Uh, Caleb sent Cindy and I a video yesterday. And he sent us a video. He was driving out. I don't condone that. But um, his truck is going down some Black Hills Road. And and he, because we, we, we'd went on a trip earlier in the week, and he was saying, hey, this is the road we, I was talking about. He was kind of showing us, and teenagers are idiots. But anyway, <laughs> so, you know, he's showing this, and completely unrelated to it, I noticed what was playing in the background on his radio. And uh, it was preaching. And that, that did my heart good. Now, when I accused him, hey, you keyed that up just because you were going to send mom and dad a video. And, but I, I, don't, I honestly don't think he did. Um, God's working in his life right now. And so, um, <clears throat> but he, he is putting himself under the preaching of the word of God. Amen. He's got a readiness to hear. Uh, and uh, are you ready to hear? Are you slow to speak? Um, uh, swift to hear. And uh, we must be slow to speak in verse 19 in, 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 in the second part of that verse. Uh, when we speak, everything we say should be carefully thought out. Uh, again, when I responded to my wife, uh, I couldn't have carefully thought about those things that she was trying to communicate to me because I didn't even listen to them all. <laughs> right? So everything we say should be carefully thought out. It, uh, it should be true. Right? It, it should edify the hearers. Uh, listen, the bottom line is it should honor the Lord. Um, we shouldn't have corrupt communication the Bible warns us about. And uh, <clears throat> Listen, 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, listen, we need to get into the word of God and hear the word of God uh, before we open our mouth. Um, <laughs> we... We need to be better students of the Word of God. When we speak, we must be careful we are not just sharing our thoughts. Have we studied up? Have we prepared? Our, you know, the Bible talks about being apt to teach. Um, are we prepared and ready? Um, Isaiah 55, verses 7 and 8 says this, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, your, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. And, 
And so those things that we speak, are they just the thoughts of Justin Garmo? Years ago, I had a friend when we were stationed in New Mexico, and we were reading through, he wanted to read together through the book of Romans, and then um, we would discuss that, that portion of Scripture. We would set aside a certain uh, section, whether it was a chapter or maybe even less at times of, of those verses, and then we would write up something about what we thought about that and shared it with each other. It really didn't last that long. He kind of quit on me, but um, not to say I'm always faithful to do the things I commit to either, but um, <clears throat> why am I so transparent when I get up here? Um, but anyway, when I sent it to him, it said my, I go by JD at work quite a bit and, and with some of the people I know, uh, Justin DeGarmo, in case you didn't pick up on that. Um, but it, on the top of my notes, I would put the thoughts of JD. But we need to be very careful about that uh, because it, it, our thoughts ought to be the Bible. Um, and we need to be careful how we speak and, and those things and the things that we're sharing with people. We want it to be biblical, uh, not just what we think is a good idea. Uh, slow to speak. Think about those things before you say them. Uh, we need to share biblically sound thoughts, really the mind of Christ, if you will, uh, is what we ought to be thinking about. And uh, So, slow to wrath, it says in the latter part of verse 19, we must be slow to wrath. Wrath here does not refer to an explosive outburst of temper, but an inner deep resentment kind of really uh, from disagreement and usually a disagreement with the word of God. Uh, in many cases, and we might, this is one of those things I think we're going to come back and revisit uh, the wrath here uh, a little bit in the weeks to come, but uh, we'll touch on it a little bit. Ver Galatians 4.16 says this, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? How many people got angry at you because you're just being honest with them? Um, it, it can stir up wrath in us. Uh, wrath can arise when we have disagreements with, with uh, the, the man of God, the preacher, the teacher. Uh, or other believers, you know, in, 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 in the Christian life here. <clears throat> a lot of times, a disagreement is stirring up wrath. Uh, really, it's with the Lord and His Word, not the messenger. Um, uh, people get angry. Uh, they get full of wrath or rage because of maybe something that they didn't like in the preaching of God's Word. And, uh, <clears throat> but just sometimes as, as the messengers, as you share Christ with the lost and they uh, get upset at what you're sharing with them, just remind yourself that they're not mad at you, really, truly. Uh, they're mad at the message. They're mad at the word of God. Amen. And uh, that ought to comfort us to know that it's not our message. <laughs> uh, I got nothing to offer anybody other than what I got from the Lord. Silver and gold have I none, right? But such as I have, give I thee. So listen, um, <clears throat> slow to wrath. We are to receive the word of God in purity. Verse 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Uh, lay aside means to put off or to cast off. And it says they're all filthiness. Uh, moral defilement, and it really, literally, it means kind of the dirtiness. We're to lay that side stuff off. And superfluity of naughtiness, 
superfluous has the idea of unnecessary abundance and then of naughtiness or depravity or wickedness. Uh, these things we ought to cast off and receive the word of God in purity. God's word is not going to work in our lives if we have not renounced and put away a sinful lifestyle. Uh, they're contrary. 1 Peter 2, 1-2 says this, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Uh, laying aside all these things, desire the sincere milk of the word. Uh, the appetite, you have to get rid of some of those things. Uh, we are to receive the word of God with humility. Uh, it says to receive with meekness here. Uh, the idea here of meekness is to receive with a mildness or humility. Uh, listen this morning, because it carries the idea of putting off yourself and your sins, putting all those things aside. So receiving it in meekness or in humility, in mildness. Humility includes the quality of being teachable. Uh, are you teachable this morning? I hope you are. Even though your teacher is not so bright. Uh, we ought to be willing to receive the word of God. Um, <clears throat> it, it's really of the utmost importance regarding hearing and understanding the word of God and humility. Uh, if you're prideful and arrogant and, and you think you have all the answers, you're not really going to receive anything. Uh, you need to be humble and allow God to work in your heart uh, and, and to use his word. Uh, you need to be teachable. Proverbs 12, 1 says this, Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. You want to be known as brutish? I know the most women don't for sure, right? It's not an attractive thing in a woman for sure, but it, listen, man, it's not attractive for us either. Uh, we ought to be humble about the Word of God. The reality is the Word of God is going to point things out in our life that need to be dealt with that are wrong, that we need that correction, we need that reproving, and it, it, we need to respond in humility and meekness, the Word of God tells us. And so this is kind of where I'm hoping to draw some, some uh, application here. How are we to react to the Word of God? So we have this responsibility to how we respond. Uh, we are to apply the Word without self-deception. But be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So as we receive this and we react and respond to it, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, uh, deceiving your own selves. So oftentimes we can come in here and listen to a lot of great things, a lot of good preaching. And we can walk out the doors and do nothing with it and just deceive ourselves. We've satisfied our conscience. We attended church today. Uh, we are content with ourselves and how we're honoring God with how we're living our life. But if God has dealt with us in a such a way through his word while we were here and we don't respond and deal with that, uh, we've just been deceived. Uh, and we're no better off for being here, honestly, uh, in a lot of ways. And so how do we react to the word of God? Any response to the word other than faithful, unqualified, or unrestricted obedience is self-deceptive. Our response ought to be complete in humble obedience to whatever God brings about in our life when we hear the Word of God. Uh, a profession of faith that does not result in a changed life is only a mere profession. Uh, 
Uh, we talked a little bit about that, about works. Uh, faith without works is dead. Um, Romans 12, 21 and 22 says this, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves wives, they became fools. Uh, profession isn't enough. Uh, there's no proof of any change there. People who merely hear the word of God but have no desire to obey it may think they belong to God, but they likely do not, or they do not belong to God. Matthew seven twenty one through 23 says this, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will uh, say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in the name done many wonderful works? And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Listen, the reality is our obedience to the word of God is an evidence of what God has done for us. Uh, that new life that we have. <clears throat> True believers will study and apply God's word in their lives. We will not just be hearers. We will go from the point of hearing and listening to it to application. And doing what God has directed us uh, to do. We will become obedient. Look at verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Verse 24 says this, For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. How often is that the testimony of our churches? We come in here and we leave and just whatever. But the difference here is, in verse 25, is the one that does it, he's going to be blessed in his deed. And uh, Verse 25 is interesting, I think. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. Look at what it says. He being not a forget or forgetful hearer. The idea of a forgetful hearer there is not just some, oh, absent-mindedness, I just forgot. Well, it just kind of slipped my mind. The idea there is negligence. Uh, listen, how many of you have kids? Uh, I have given my boys instruction, and when I've asked them why something wasn't done, the word that they often tell me is, forgot. I forgot, Dad. And I said, well, the reality is, it's not that you forgot, you were negligent. You did not make that a priority in your life to be obedient to what I had told you to do. It's not just about being... And so, listen this morning, as Christians, when it says of being a forgetful hearer, it's talking about somebody that's negligent to make a priority of the Word of God in their life. So, it's serious business... Breck, Matt, Weideman. It's serious business... When we forget the word of God, it's serious because we haven't made God's word a priority in our life. All those things that we say that are important in our life, we've allowed the cares of the world to choke out God's word in our life. And listen, at the end of the day, it was a choice. Yeah. Amen. We were negligent. When, when the closing prayer has finished, amen and amen, and we walk out that door and we choose 
to not make application of God's word in our life, we forget that. Listen this morning, you will be held accountable for being negligent in the word of God. Those Christians in Acts, uh, the Bereans, were more noble because they heard with a readiness and a willingness to obey. And what did they do? They went home and they searched those scriptures for themselves to see if it was so. That ought to be our testimony that when we get something in here, that we would go and make application and continue to do our studies at the, the house. We talk a lot about being Bible students and studying, and, and Christians ought to be studying their Bible, but I'm afraid, based on what we see in our churches, people aren't doing that. Uh, and the more I've had opportunity, well, that's probably not right. The more I've taken the opportunity to study God's Word, the more i found I'm an idiot. There is so much there that you can't begin to wrap your mind around what God has given us. And how much, there's so much interconnectedness. And it's like, I'm trying to pull this out, but well, I need to, it's like, I just need to download the whole Bible to my mind, uh, but I'm not smart enough. (laughs) Lord, help me. Uh, Listen, we need to be in our our Bibles. And if we're not, uh, it's sin. It's not just something that we say, well, I forgot. It's okay. Uh, It's sin. Uh, We will be held accountable for it. We need to be studying and applying the word of God to our lives. We we love Psalm 1. And we, many of us could probably quote it in this room today. Blessed is the man, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. That individual made a priority of God's word in his life. And he abstained from those things that would prevent him from being obedient to God's word. And consequently, what does God do? God blesses that individual. Same here in in verse 25. It says, he being not a forgetful here, somebody that's not negligent, somebody that takes the time and invests time in ensuring that they are doing what God has for them from the word it says, but being a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. That in his deed there is talking about in it, really in the performance of the work. It says, but being a doer of this work, that man shall be blessed in his deed. God's going to bless him in his work because he has not forgotten what God told him. He has went back and he's made application in this. And so now he's beginning those works that God has burdened on his heart for him to do. And now he's going to be blessed for that in the performance of those things, in those deeds. God is going to bless him. Are you a student of the Word of God this morning? Are you faithful to get serious about the things of God in your life? I can't answer that for any of you. Uh, But I know that you uh, you can't go wrong doing it. Scripture passage after scripture passage talks about blessings to those that dedicate themselves to learning and applying the word of God to their life. We don't have the time to look at them all this morning. The only place success is mentioned in the Bible is in reference to the word of God. Do you want to be successful in life? 
Do you want to be successful as a Christian? If so, the Word of God has to be a part of your life. It's unavoidable. Now, we can get along without doing that. We can fool everyone around us because we... I got a new tie this morning. I don't know if you noticed. But, you know, we can gussy ourselves up. We can say the right things because we've been around it enough. But what have we done? We've deceived ourselves because we haven't truly committed ourselves to being doers and making the effective change that God wants us to make when he, when he gives us those things. Listen, if you're in the Bible, it's going to hurt. When he talks about looking into that mirror, I think I've said this in here before, but sometimes we got eye crusties and boogers hanging out of our shawls, right? And sometimes we don't have good friends to tell us we got a booger hanging out of our nose. My wife's a good friend. She points that out. I guess as your nose hairs get longer, things start dangling more frequently. But, uh, so. but uh, listen this morning, you're not going to know how wretched you are until you get in that book. And when you get in that book, it can be a challenge at times. Like, Lord, whoa, I am undone. Lord, help me. But that's where we need to be. Amen. That's where we say we want to be. That's the right thing to say in a church setting. But how many of us are actually doing that in our own personal private lives? Based on the difference we're making in our community, I think we can do better. Amen. The Word of God will change how we act and talk and influence the people around us if we would allow it to permeate our lives. Get into the Word of God. Be obedient to the Word of God. And do it. And listen, God's going to bless. God will bless. It's that simple. God will bless it. <clears throat> so, uh, we, we're probably not going to have to. I'll just touch this. We're going to come back to this. We are to apply the Word without selfishness. Look at verse 27. I think this is... Well, verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue... But deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Boy, there's an indictment on some of us. Right? Keep your mouth shut, right? If you, some of the things that you say indicate otherwise. <laughs> you know, you, you're saying something, but it's not evidenced in your life. And, and really, it's just all emptiness. It's vain. Uh, the, uh, the verse 26 there tells us. But verse 27, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father of this is this. Excuse me. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. This is religion. True religion. Pure religion, it says. Uh, listen, it's not about you. The reality is it's about what you're doing for others. And I, I have some notes here and we don't have time to, to dissect it. But the bottom line is true believers will have compassion and love for those in need. Uh, it's not about you becoming a better person or having some significance or stature in a church. What do you do for the fatherless? What do you do for the widows? Uh, it's a selfless work that we should be doing. And we can look at examples after examples of how our Savior did just that while He was on this earth. And really how He continues to do it. 
uh, today. And then we, it talks about the without self-compromise, I guess you could say, and keep himself unspotted from the world. The word uh, world there, cosmos, kind of refers to maybe in a general sense, the ungodly or spiritual philosophies and morals and values of this world. And, and, uh, but 1 John 2, 15, it love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Listen, true believers will take an uncompromising moral and spiritual stand regarding the world. You will be different. Unspotted. Listen this morning as we close. Don't be negligent in your response to the Word of God. Don't try to excuse it as just you forgot. You're being negligent. Continue in the Word. Do the work and you will be blessed. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, I pray that as we look ahead to the weeks uh, coming, Lord, that you would just uh, bless uh, the study of the book of James. Lord, give us some things that would help us to be, uh, Lord, better Christians. Lord, that we would represent you in a way that honors you and glorifies you. And Father, we do thank you for this day. Lord, we do thank you for the resurrection, Lord, and the hope that we have in Christ. And Father, we pray for your blessing as we go to the morning service. We pray even for those folks that are on their way in. Give them safety. Lord, I pray that you bless this service. Lord, meet with us in a special way. Lord, we know that there may be folks here that uh, Lord, aren't regulars, and we just pray that you'd help us to be an encouragement and help to them. Pray that you'd save the lost this morning. Do a work in our midst, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.